1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Morning Grind Podcast. Today is Memorial Day, May 29th, 2023. I am not Stevie. He's uh, traveling for NASCAR. He's down in Charlotte. Unfortunately, the NASCAR race got rained out Sunday night, so that'll be taking place later on this afternoon. Um, Happy Memorial Day to everyone. Thank you to everyone who has served in our military, um, especially those who have made the ultimate sacrifice um, that allows us to live the lives that we do today. Certainly, great for, for for all of those uh, men and women um, fortunately we are here to break down some baseball and i am joined um by the
2: chief it's will priester will how are you doing today I'm good man another day another slate thank you to all the uh the veterans and everyone that served in the country and I've got um and all the active duty uh, uh members I've got tons of people in my family i feel like Half my family served, I've got uh, nephews that are, have just graduated high school and they're going to serve. One's in the Air Force, one's uh, going to go into the Army. And so, um, you know, just thank you to everyone, man. And we just, we just really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, certainly do. Um, And we certainly want to remember all those that have, that have fallen on this, on this Memorial Day, but let's get into some baseball. We've got six games. We're going to break down the early slate. There is a four-game night slate as well, but we are focusing on the six-game early slate for this one. Um, We are going to go ahead and jump right in. So we'll get started with Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, Got an eight total in this one. Baltimore, about a minus 140 favorite here. Uh, We've got Logan Allen going for Cleveland, and we have Tyler Wells going for the Baltimore Orioles um we'll go ahead and start with Logan Allen here 8100 on DraftKings are are we interested in Logan Allen
2: Even though it's a small state I don't I don't think so um going into Baltimore I know Baltimore did not have the greatest performance of the prior day the prior slate um didn't quite you know pile up the runs like perhaps we all thought but I I'm, I'm not I, I'm not playing Allen here against Baltimore. 8,100, I've got plenty of options. Even on a small slate, um, he's going to get the X button.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. Um, Baltimore's a really solid offense. They haven't struck out very much against lefties. Um, they have the fifth lowest strikeout rate in baseball against left-handed pitching, 19.7%. So Logan Allen's a nice prospect. He's, he's off to a pretty good start this year. Just an average K-rate guy, though. Um, I I think we can find better options, at least better matchups for sure. Um, So I'm I'm passing on Allen as well. Other side of this game, we've got Tyler Wells against a low strikeout Cleveland offense. Uh, He's up at 9K. How are we feeling about Tyler Wells?
2: Man, so Tyler Wells has been this mixed bag for me this season. And for those of you that follow along with me on some of the pick'em sites, I just seem to get this guy wrong all the time, Keith. And what I mean by wrong is, he will give up runs. He'll also get the strikeouts. It's 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 a weird conundrum dealing with him. Like if you look at for everyone that's a game log watcher, like he's had some good games, but very rarely does he get out of any game without giving up any runs. And you know, at nine K against Cleveland, Cleveland is not a high powered offense by any stretch of the stretch of the imagination this year, but. I, I just I – don't, I don't think it's worth it. Now, look, he could go out and mow down this Cleveland team today, and I wouldn't be shocked, like, if he got the 20 fantasy points. Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh. But I just – we've got other options today that I like more, um, which we'll talk about a guy that's slightly higher priced than him that I think is a much better option, especially in terms of strikeouts. So I'm going to pass on, on Wells. But given some of the guys under Wells, like in this cheaper range, if you said well you were going to play Wells, I wouldn't say mm, I wouldn't like I wouldn't tell you absolutely no. Like I'm I'm, I'm pretty much at absolutely no for Allen. I'm not quite absolutely no no for Wells. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think you think you said that really well. Like you can't argue with what Tyler Wells is doing. He's definitely taken a step forward this season. Price tag up at 9K in a matchup against Cleveland, who's one of the lower strikeout teams in baseball. He just feels a little bit overpriced. We've got three really strong options just ahead of him in the pricing tier on this slate that we're going to get to and break down for sure. Um, so I'm with you, just a little bit overpriced. He, he's definitely taken a step forward. I wouldn't try to talk anybody out of playing him because like you, I think he can have some success. He should. Should be able to go six or maybe even seven innings in this one. Yeah. A little worried about the strikeout against Cleveland, though. So just feels a, a touch overpriced for the matchup. Um, yeah. All right. Shout out to Todd Cream in, in chat. He said the strider eight and a half was was exciting today. It certainly was. I wrote that up for scores and odds. I think he had one strikeout in the first two innings.
2: It was looking yeah, pretty I,
1: good there for a minute. It was
2: absolutely one. But, hey, look, I'll say this. With guys that have the stuff, man, you know,
1: He's never dead, right? He he yeah, can always like, come back and cover for you. Like
2: never. So so here's the thing, right? Especially with 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 props like that. One one strikeout the side inning, and you're literally like right back on track. It's it's so crazy. He strikes out three in an inning, and you're like, wait a minute. We were dead, and but yeah. now we're ready to roll again. And
1: and that's exactly what he did. I think it was the fourth inning. He, he came out and struck out the side. And it's like, okay, pitch yeah. count looks okay. We're, st- we're still live. So he yeah. did end up getting there. Just amazing talent, man. That dude is just the best pitcher on the planet, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back to this Cleveland-Baltimore game. Let's talk about some hitters here. Um, any Cleveland bats you're interested? We talked about Wells and, and how he's had some decent success this year. Um, not a lot of power in this Cleveland offense. What do you oh. got for me?
2: I, I mean, so here's the thing. You can always play Jose Ramirez. I do think Jose Ramirez is, is, like, super talented. I'd love for him to get out of Cleveland. I, I'll just say that. But I just I'm not afraid of Jose Ramirez this year. Does that make any sense? Like, the guy's amazing. He's not going to strike out. But, like, am I really scared of Jose right now? Obviously, obviously, with me saying that he's going to hit two home runs tomorrow, maybe eat my words. But I, I, I'm not afraid of this offense. I think there are better places, and so ironically, in baseball, as the slate gets smaller, my player pool typically gets smaller as well. I try to really condense it so that if I hit the nuts, I want to win it all. I don't want to be wasting, you know, percentages on on a bunch of Cleveland players. Straight up, I think I take Jose Ramirez, and that's it. But I don't even know if I'm going to get to him today.
1: Yeah, kind of right there with you. Ramirez is obviously a, a fantastic hitter, but the power is definitely down this year. Um, just six home runs this this year. He's kind of taken the mold of the, of the entire offense. They just make a lot of contact, but without much authority. Um, yeah. You've got Quan there at 4,200. He offers a little bit of stolen base upside. After Wells, though, this bull, bullpen in Baltimore has been really good as well. So just not a great matchup, not not one of the better offenses in baseball. In fact, they've they've been way down um, from like a WRC Plus perspective, a Woba perspective. Um, I just looked it up. They're actually dead last in baseball from WRC Plus, 75 against right-handed pitching. Um, it's yeah. been a real struggle for Cleveland this year. I think I'm out as well. Um, I, I think you could tr- maybe chase a home run here with somebody like Josh Naylor, Mike Zunino even as, as cheaper guys, you might be able to find a home run with, but definitely not a stack for me. Yeah. Um, How about the Baltimore side? We've got a a young pitcher, young lefty on the mound in in Logan Allen. You interested in picking on him at all?
2: Yeah. Listen, man, I've been just taking Ryan Mountcastle against lefties all year. I just, every time without fail, whether he hits a home run, whether it's a double or doesn't matter. Like the K rates low, the ISO is up. Walk rate's been intact; like he's been really good um, to uh, against lefties this season. So uh, I, I like him a ton. Obviously, you can play Rutschman. Rutschman doesn't have the ISO numbers, but I mean, if you're stacking Baltimore, I don't think you make a stack without him. Um, you know, and even Cedric Mullins, believe it or not, if he cracks the lineup, he's been fine against lefties. Like I don't think a lot of people realize that his K rate's fine. I think it's 19 percent or less in lefty-lefty spots, and the ISO's been okay. So this team is – and this should tell you how good this this team has been doing. Like, Cedric Mullins is 5,200. Rushman is 5K. Mountcastle is 4,500. Prior to this season, most of the guys we were playing on Baltimore were 3K, 4K, and less. So that should tell you how this offense has been performing. Um, I don't hate Santander either. So, for instance, Santander has a high K rate, but his is above 200, like – this team, you know, if they get rolling against against the lefty Allen today, he could be in for a tough time on the mound. Austin Hayes, everybody, um, Urias even, you know. Uh, um, oh God, what's the, the shortstop? Mateo. Mateo has, has actually been better against righties than lefties. But even still, in the nine hole, he's been hitting fine. I, I like him too. So, overall, I, I do want to stack a little ball to there.
1: Yeah, I, I do as well. R- just a really talented offense. Um, Mount Castle and Santander have just been amazing against left handed pitcher pitching. Um, 4,500 for Mount Castle is jumping off the page as, as one of the top plays on the entire slate. Um, Santander, like you mentioned, lots of power. Mullins, it depends on where he hits in the order for me. If he leads off, I'm certainly fine with him lefty lefty. And they've been moving him around a little bit. Sometimes he will bat lower in the order against lefties. Um, But if he's in that leadoff spot, certainly include him in your stacks. Even if he's lower in the order, you can as well. Um, Just paying 5,200 for him if he's batting like 6th or 7th is is a little bit tougher. Um, Great call by Jason. Austin Hayes has had a a really good uh, season here. He's 3,700. He's in the midst of a true breakout here. Um, Just amazing numbers. For whatever reason, he's been a little bit better against righties as well, uh, but I certainly don't mind that $3,700 price tag. Um, Urias is a platoon bat that that is generally in there against a, a lefty, so great call, another cheap bat. Good way to, to help you fit the Rutchman and Mountcastle and, and Mullins if you want to go that route. Certainly some, some value pieces to add in here as well. For sure. All right, moving along, we have um, the Texas Rangers visiting the Detroit Tigers. Rangers minus 175, favorite here, eight and a half total in the game. A um, couple of, of solid veteran pitchers on the mound. We've got Nate Eovaldi for the Rangers and Matthew Boyd for the Tigers. Um, Eovaldi, the highest priced pitcher on the slate, but man, he has been getting it done this season. Um, put to, He has put together a, a great year so far. Are we paying up for Eovaldi today, Will?
2: I think you can. And here's something I will say. Uh, Detroit has not been bad the past three weeks or or two weeks, two two to three weeks. When I looked at the data, like they're actually not striking out nearly as much as they have been in previous seasons. And so if you don't look at it, you don't know that, but they have not been striking out. Well, guess what? The secret to Eovaldi is kind of not a strikeouts. It's, it's them letting them go 111 pitches. (laughs) Like, so I mean, he's been able to, and, and, and to me, Eovaldi is almost like some of the old school pitchers. He's not Nolan Ryan or Greg Smoltz or, um, uh, I mean, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz. Sorry sorry Combine Greg the two. Yeah. I'm saying he's not those that guys. That would be an and, awesome
1: pitcher, by the way. <laughs>
2: right, right. You get Smoltz's fastball with Maddox's
1: control <laughs> and his changeup. Man, now that's yeah, a pitcher. It'd
2: be, <laughs> be amazing. Uh, he's not those guys, but – He's kind of starting to get into what I consider an old school pitching frame of mind. He wants to go deep in the, he wants to be efficient. I feel like he sacrificed, in my opinion, a, a little bit of strikeout stuff to get quicker outs and, and get his team to the finish line. And so thus, when he's at 90 pitches at eight innings, they're like, well, just let him go back out in the night, close this thing out, save our bullpen for tomorrow. And that's the evoldi that I think we're going to get um, today or, or on this on this particular slate. And the reason I'm saying that is one of the things you're going to need, you're going to need to keep the ball on the ground a lot, right? And then you're going to need to try to limit some power. And then if you can do if you can do those couple of things, typically you're going to be okay. Well, this ground ball rate is 52% and his hard hit rate is around 33%. He's pretty much keeping the ball on the ground on both sides, 53% to righties, 50% to lefties, and 34% hard power to lefties, 31% hard power to righties. So ISO at, at, you know, under 100 to lefties and at 142 to righties, Woba 211 to lefties, Woba 299 to righties. So he's pretty much keeping the ball on the ground, limiting the power, and if you can do that, you can eat through innings, and that's what we're seeing from making the Avaldi this season. And, I mean, it's it's really helped this team a lot.
1: Yeah, the, the leash is something that you – I'm glad that you pointed that out because that's something I definitely wanted to speak on as well. Um, he's got two complete games, which we you just don't see complete games anymore. Um, two? Over 100 pitches. Yeah, two in his last five starts. Uh, yeah. Over 100 pitches in four of those five starts. Um, dude is pitching regularly into the eighth and ninth inning, which it's just you don't see it at all anymore. Um, In this day and age, Sandy Alcantara did it a bunch last year, but outside of that, like he he lapped the field in uh, complete games by I think he doubled up the next closest guy. Looks like Ivaldi's kind of on track to do something similar to that this season. Um, He's been up as high as 113 pitches. Like you said, not a huge strikeout guy, and Detroit is middle of the pack this year in strikeouts against righties. Um, not quite i mean still a really good matchup but not quite the absolute elite best matchup in the world yeah. like they were last season um so good points i think you can certainly pay up there um all the way to 105 he he should go deep into this game i think you can lock in seven innings with with upside for for nine um probably only gonna get you six-ish strikeouts but th- that's okay as long as he can um, limit the damage against him should go really deep in the game
2: yeah i think i like the ceiling
1: <laughs> of, of the two guys below him. But certainly feel really good about his ability to go very deep here.
2: So here's the thing. Um, God, I, I felt I didn't I didn't think we we're gonna spend this much time on Evaldi, but it just kind of happened organically, obviously. The thing about it, man, he's throwing cutter and splitter. And I always say this: guys that throw the splitter, they're typically problems for everybody. Like you see, Kevin Galsman giving guys problems. Evaldi's giving people problems. There's there's one other pitcher I think that I know of that throws the splitter pretty heavy i think it's joe ryan i I could be wrong on that but i feel like it's joe ryan but guys that are throwing a splitter right now they're just causing serious i mean serious problems and you know joe ryan and and, uh,
1: logan gilbert's another guy who's added a splitter this year yeah
2: yes so if you notice those guys Look at how their K rates have kind of come up a little bit. And Iovaldi, I I think Iovaldi's throwing his more to keep them off balance because he's got a fastball cutter as well, which is going to help him keep the ball on the ground. I mean, really, that's what you're seeing. I'm saying all that to say if Iovaldi's around anywhere near 80 pitches in the sixth inning, he's either going seven or eight easy. Like it's just, it's going to happen. So, you know, I, I think he eats, he's been priced up for a reason. I really like him, and it feels like the leash is there unless he just gets absolutely destroyed early.
1: All right, let's go ahead and flip on over to the other side here. Matthew Boyd, um, he's cheap, 6900 on on DK. This Texas offense has been really good here, um, however. So how are we feeling about Boyd? Can Do we need to save some money? Are there offenses we want to pay up for? I know there's some pitching we
2: want to pay up for. Can you use Boyd as an SP2? I can't. I like. I I want it to, but listen, as bad, not not as bad, as good as they've been against right-handed pitching recently, and how they've come along. They've been better against left-handed pitching. I, I just I I can't do it. Like they're worse against righties, and they've been okay against lefties. This team hardly strikes out at all. Like I'll give you the K rate just to support what we're talking about. But I think Simeon Simeon's at nineteen, Seager's at eight, Lowes at nineteen. 21 for Garcia, 22 for Jung, 12 for Haim, 20 for Jankowski. Robbie Gross was not doing great at 31, but then they got uh Tavares at 13. Like, this is a low strikeout team against Riley, against lefties. I, I can't do it.
1: Yeah, I, I tried to make this work too, but Texas is is quite scary. Um, numbers against lefty, 359 WOBA and 130 WRC plus. Both of those are the uh, or top three numbers in baseball. So Texas has been really, really good against left-handed pitching. Um, Boyd yeah. is, has been okay this year. Um, yes. Strikeout rate of 21%-ish, not great. Walks are usually a problem with him, 9.6%. Uh, but he's had some success. So, I, I, like you, I was trying to make this work. Um, if
2: he was facing another team, I might have taken him today.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, completely agree with that. Um, it's just a tough matchup. So – yeah. I'll try to avoid it. If if I absolutely need the salary, I, I don't mind it. Um, if you have reasons you think Boyd's going to have success against Texas, um, go ahead and fire him up. I do like the price tag, but that, that matchup is is quite scary. Not a t- ton of good pitching options down here in this range, though. So if you wanted to throw a dart, I don't think it's the craziest idea. All right. How about these Texas bats against, against Boyd? Uh, just talked about yeah, some of the numbers they've thrown up against lefties.
2: Yeah, and I talked about the K race, but the ISO number Seeger 217, uh, Garcia, obviously who's been scorching the ball, 256 ISO, Jung, 319, Heim, 194, even Jankowski, 250, 250 ISO, lefty-lefty. I, I, I like Texas. I plan on stacking Texas on the Memorial Day slate, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I certainly think you can look for some home runs. Um, I don't mind the full stack either. Just Boyd's walk rate yeah. over nine nine and a half percent is certainly an issue, and then he's he's got that big fly ball rate. He's had a home run problem his his whole career. So uh, Simeon and Seager, Garcia, all of them are expensive. It's a pricey stack, um, so it's it's difficult to make work today. But I think that that helps keep their ownership down. Um, yeah. And there's certainly plenty of salary savers you can find um, with your secondary stack. Pitching, it's it's tough to save money today, but I do think that you can find some some cheap guys to throw in there uh, alongside of them so that you can get up to the Simeons and the Seegers, but great, great spot here for Texas. Um, Tougher ballpark in, in Detroit, but like with their numbers against lefties, I think you have, you have to take a couple of shots on them today. Yeah, for sure. Then we've got the Tigers on the other side. We we talked about Evaldi and his ground ball rate and how deep he can go into the, into games. Um, How about Detroit? Any interest there?
2: I'm fading Detroit today, man. I just, and look, they've been much improved i can't do it if his leash is too long balls on the ground too much um i i don't and honestly in this in this matchup he may still get the strikeouts and have the leash i'm not playing detroit today
1: yeah i mean i certainly don't want to stack them um you could find a couple of cheap guys here if like we were just talking about trying to stack texas like if you wanted to take a shot on like i don't know mckinstry's been pretty good but his price is coming up yeah Um, Torkelson, or we just keep waiting on that power to show up. He's only 2,800, um, but do at 2,600. Ibanez 2,500. If you wanted to find some value here, I I don't hate maybe using two, two pieces. Um, but definitely not a full stack. Evaldi is just, just too solid of a pitcher. All right, moving on here. Um, we have the Kansas city Royals visiting the St. Louis Cardinals. No total in this game. I think that's because we don't quite know the starting pitching situation, for the Royals, um, they have listed right now as uh, Josh Staumont as an opener. He's purely a reliever, probably just a one-inning guy. Um, and DraftKings is marking Mike Mayers as the guy who's going to follow him potentially as the bulk reliever. Mayers coming off uh, an outing that I think surprised everybody. Um, he struck out a bunch yeah. of Tigers his last time out, uh, yeah. but had some awful numbers in, in AAA. He is opposed by Adam Wainwright on the other side, who, man, it's been a rough go for Mr. Wainwright since coming back from, from that leg injury. Um,
2: and he's older. Go. He's just yeah, older. Yeah,
1: he's, he's over 40 now. Just He's he's at the end. I believe he's already announced this will be his last season. Um, let's go ahead and start with this situation on the Kansas City side. Uh, I, and I'm going to assume that it's Mike Mayers. Obviously, keep uh, an eye on this situation. Bulk relievers and things like that. There's always some risk there. They can certainly change their plans throughout the day. So just double check that in the morning and leading up to lock. Make sure that Mayors is still indeed the guy. But are, are you interested at all um, in a tough matchup here with St. Louis?
2: Like, it, this is a tough spot. He's 5,400. And I, I think I'm going to. So let me say this single entry, three entry max. Not at all. If, if I'm anywhere near 150, I think I sprinkle a few in. And look, I, I don't want to do it because facing St. Louis is a tall task for any pitcher. Um, they got the early, you know, there's going to be an early game today. They're at home. I I think Mayors has a tough time here. But for 5,400, when we're talking about Whenever I can get a pitcher at the same price I can get a bat and they've got some reasonable strikeout stuff, I want to take a couple shots just in case. I don't think he can take strikeouts. If he goes four, four innings, five strikeouts, gives up a run, it's still worth it to me. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're – like you've got to compare him to Boyd, uh, and I think his matchup is, is a little bit easier than Boyd. He saves you a little bit of money. Um like if Kansas City somehow pulls off the upset here, like the being in the position of the long reliever actually helps his win equity a little bit. Um, not that we're ever chasing pitcher wins or anything, but you certainly would wouldn't mind getting that those four points or six or, points, or whatever six, it is.
2: Yeah, well, four on DK, six on Fan but yeah, he'd be more valuable on DK today than he would fan do for sure.
1: Yeah, when when he's your only pitcher, like in a on a one pitcher site like Fanduel, that's a lot tougher. You you generally want a little bit more ceiling, but as an SP two on a really bad slate for cheap pitching, I don't hate a couple of dart throws. Um, all right, Kansas City bat. Let's talk about Wainwright first, I suppose. (laughs) I mentioned it's been a rough playing Wainwright.
2: So have at it. I'm not playing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean. It's it's been a rough go. He's a better pitcher than how he's pitching now, but I think it is it's the end of the line for him. He's only managed 10% strikeouts through a couple of starts here. He's shown that that typically good control and I think he's going to strike out more than 10% of batters he faces this season. But I really need to see it a couple of times first. Um Kansas City's a pretty decent matchup. Um he's cheap we just talked about the, the rough pitching slate, so I like if you wanted to play him, I wouldn't tell you you're crazy for it. Um, just because I do think there's there's something left in the tank here. He just hasn't shown it yet. Uh, but because of the matchup and the price, if you want to throw a dart, certainly fine. I'm going to try to avoid that at, at all costs if possible. I think I would I'd rather take shots on Mayor's strikeout upside. Probably a little more little bit more risk with Mayor's um, because St. Louis is a stronger opponent. Um, but I think there's there's a little more strikeout upside. Uh, from mayors. So I'd prefer mayors when, when deciding between the two Um bats look pretty good in this game. Uh, what do you got for me on the Kansas city side?
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm going to stack Kansas city, man. Pascantino, uh, Melendez, wit. Uh, if, if, if I'm stacking them, I will get to some Sal, Salvador Perez. Now I do think Sal might be slightly overpriced this season so far, but I mean, look, he's had some really, he's going through kind of a pretty good stretcher recently where I think he's hit at least three home runs here, two or three home runs uh, in this past couple, you know, maybe 10 starts or so. So I, he's going through a nice little stretch right now. So I get it. Um, and I, so, so I would include him in my stats, but all in all, this, this Kansas City spot, purely a stats spot. I don't think I'm going to one-off them today per se. I think if I'm going to stack them, I'm going to get all the good hitters in.
1: Yes, um I like Kansas City a good amount. Wainwright hasn't been able to miss many bats. Um You've got a little power in there with Bobby Witt, Pascantino. Melendez has been playing every day in the outfield. Um, I was lucky
2: enough to catch the Bobby Witt three-home run game the other night, too. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, he he had been scuffling a little bit, so good to see him break out. We know he's one of the most talented guys in all of baseball, so good to see him back on track. That power and speed upside is is certainly something that, that you want in your lineups today, for sure. Yeah, um, and then you have cheap guys that, that help make everything work too. Um, Oliverius under three k, Prado at thirty two hundred. Yeah, um, My- Michael Massey at twenty two hundred. If he's in the lineup, like I really like how this Kansas City stack set, sets up. And Wainwright, he just he's not going to be a even an above average K rate guy at at this point. So good spot no, for Kansas no. City.
2: And I think he cares, but he doesn't care. Like this is his last hurrah. He's built this organization so long they're going to let him pitch every game and, you know, just, Hey man, thank you for your service. And I think that's the way it should be. He's been, he's been very loyal to them. So
1: good for him. All right. How about St. Louis bats? Um, You've got the the opener situation, uh, but I think we're getting at least three, four, maybe five innings out of mayors. So it's not like we have a mix and match bullpen game, which are difficult to, to pick on. Sometimes Myers had some, some rough AAA numbers. I know he had some success last time out against, Detroit, but uh, St. Louis, one of the better offenses in baseball. Are you stacking them up today?
2: I don't know if I stack St. Louis. I think I'm going to hunt for power with them. So that's going to be Gorman. That'll be, you know, uh, uh, Goldsmith. Goldsmith's been – I mean, the power against season has actually been ridiculous. Uh, just, man, incredible, really. So i uh, th- that's what I'm going to do with St. Louis. And so that means I may end up with, you know – two or three St. Louis bats in a lineup or something. And if so, I'm perfectly fine with that. But for sure, Gorman, Goldschmidt. Um, Donovan's got a little bit of pop as well. So I, I don't hate him. But that, that's I'm not going to full stack St. Louis. But I, I am I will end up on some lineups where I probably have two to three bats.
1: Yeah, I, I like the mini stack a lot. Love that call. Um, Newt Barr has been leading off a lot, 4,200. Love the Gorman call. Uh, he's probably my favorite bat. Him and Goldschmidt for sure um, certainly can play Contreras as a catcher, 4,200. Um, Edmund, he's been hitting down, down in the order, but second base is always a weak position, 3,900 there. I like the Donovan call as well. 3k for him, really nice price tag. Uh, Burleson's been seeing some time in the outfield. He's 2,400. So I, I do, I, I have some interest in the full stack, um, just because you, you've got those cheap value guys. Like if you want to throw Donovan, uh, and Burleson in there with, uh, with Gorman, Goldschmidt, and, and Newbar, something like that. I I, I do like the full stack, yeah. but don't mind the, the mini stack either. Definitely think you could find some home runs here. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to the next one here. Um, in Wrigley Field, we've got the Tampa Bay Rays visiting the Chicago Cubs. We have a 7.5 total in this game. Tampa Bay, a minus 125 favorite. Uh, we've got Taj Bradley, the breakout rookie on the hill for – Tampa Bay he is 9600 you've got Marcus Stroman on the other side 8300 let's go ahead and start here with uh Taj Taj Bradley interested in paying 9600 for Taj
2: so I'm actually not interested in paying 9600 for him but I'm still going to do it uh it's just because <laughs> of the strikeout stuff I I do think he's slightly overpriced for now um but you know once again it's not like the strikeout stuff is, isn't is there. He's still giving up runs. Like, you know, 12, 12 fantasy points isn't going to cut it for 9,600. But I think he has a better shot at giving up less runs today against the Cubs, who have, you know, reverted back to the 2022 Cubs and are now striking out at an incredible clip uh, outside of today against Javier for whatever for whatever reason but. No, no, that was, that was Oakland. Sorry. Never mind. Um, either way, Taj, Bradley, this is a good spot for him at 9600. I will have some. I think I'm going to be under the field, though. Like that's, I think that's the approach I'm going to take with Taj today. I'm probably going to go under the field on him. And I know we haven't gotten to this guy yet, and I'm probably going to go over the field on Sonny Gray. And we'll talk about Sonny Gray when we get there. But I, I think Bradley might pick up more ownership than Gray because of the name value of the matchup with him facing Houston who's striking out probably more than the Cubs, but people don't – I think they'll ignore that, Um, and I think Altuve being back helps people ignore that even more and say, oh, they'll get better, but they're striking out a ton. So I will have Bradley, but I think I'm going under the field to get a little bit more Gray exposure.
1: Can certainly get on board with that. I'll be interested to see where the ownership comes. I I agree with you. I think Bradley does come in a little bit higher on than Sonny Gray just because of the matchup. The Cubs were off to a good start this year offensively, but like you mentioned, it's been a rough go here. As a guy who watches the Cubs every single day, as a, a massive Cubs fan, it's been right. really rough out there. They just got swept by the Cincinnati Reds at home; like, not yeah. a good look. You've got
2: and the, Red, a ton. the Reds are in Fuego right now; they're beating everybody.
1: They are, yeah, it's, they are it's crazy. But, but the Cubs are also struggling a ton. It seems like ever since yeah. Bellinger went on the IL, they just completely nosedive. Obviously, you had Christopher Morel come up and. He went on a tear there for a minute, but he's come cooled, cooled off, come back to earth. Yeah. Huge strikeout bat. You've got wisdom generally in there. He's a huge strikeout bat. So once you get past like Horner in, in half, does a pretty good job. Of and Horner was hurt before.
2: for a couple games too, wasn't he? Was he, he was. for a couple games?
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think it was a hamstring. He, he went on. I think he just spent the minimum ten days on the IL. Yeah. But
2: yeah,
1: yeah he, he's back now. He's a low contact bat or a high contact bat, low strikeout. But the rest of the lineup, there's plenty of strikeouts available. And Taj Bradley has been really good this season. Um, strikeout rate over 33%. And the walk rate is all the way down at 4%. So this is this is a, one of the better pitching prospects in baseball. And it's translated to the big league so far. Good matchup against the Cubs. Like you said, play the ownership game if he's really popular. Uh, but you want some exposure to Taj, certainly, I think.
2: Absolutely.
1: How about Stroman on the other side? 8,300. Uh, you've got Tampa Bay, who is one of the best, if not the best, offense in baseball. Um, you looking at Strowman at all today?
2: I am. So, so here's the thing. Strowman, to me, is the watered-down version of Eovaldi today. Like, the strikeouts aren't going to be there, but if if he keeps the ball on the ground, Babbitt is going to be his friend. Now, the thing is, he does not have the same leash as Eovaldi. Like, most of these games, he's not going past 90 pitches. Like, you know, but he's getting through six. Now, the last game, he got through eight against the Mets on 88 pitches like this is what I'm talking about so my, my assumption is if he had some type of a replicated performance if he's around 70 pitches in the sixth or you know 72 ish, 75 close out the sixth, he's coming back out and so with guys like Stroman that's kind of why I play them in certain spots he's at home uh do want to see if the wind's blowing in that may help him a little bit uh to, to have a little bit more babbick on his side when winning and if balls get hit in the air. So Tampa Bay is an elite offense, in my opinion. Marcus Stroman has always been a ground ball guy. And if Babbitt is on his side today, I think he can get you 20 fantasy points, which is what we've seen against Philly and uh and the Mets. He, he will not have a lot of strikeouts. He will not, but I think he can get through six fairly clean, uh, especially if the weather's on his side. But I'm going to have a sprinkle of him. And that's why I like Strowman. It's it's less about the strikeouts and more about what I think he can get done actually in the game.
1: Yeah. I think the comparison to Eovaldi is, is a great one. Um, great way to break that down. And you save a significant amount of money too. Um, it's definitely a more difficult matchup for Strowman, but you get a $2,000 discount. Um, it's going to be tough to spend up for two ninety five hundred and above pitchers. Um, and then stack yeah. a team like Texas or St. Louis, um, so I, I definitely don't mind getting some exposure to Strowman. Like you said, strikeouts probably not going to be there. Tampa Bay is a very scary opponent. Um, it, the wind blowing in w- would definitely help uh, because it's a pretty nice ballpark upgrade for Tampa Bay going into Wrigley away from from one of the most pitcher-friendly parks in, in baseball as their home park yeah. uh, there in Tampa. So, but 8,300 for Stroman, I'm, I'm on board, even in a tough matchup. Um, just not the strongest pitching slate. It's going to be tough to pay up to 9,500 and above twice. So Stroman makes a lot of sense as, as an SP two. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay bats against Stroman. Um, like you mentioned his ground ball stuff. He's going to go for pretty deep into this game. Um, so it, it makes it stack a little bit tough, but Tampa Bay has been outstanding offensively. Are you stacking them up at all? Or
2: I'm probably, if I do, I'm on one off central. Like Wander Franco just doesn't strike out a ton anyway, uh, but you got to pay for it. I'm kind of in between with Franco because I'm like, well, am I going to pay 5,100 for him to hit three singles today with barely anybody on base? Maybe, Um, you know, like I think if you're going to play anybody like straight up one off, it's probably Brandon Lau, extreme fly ball hitter, a lot of power. Uh, If he gets a hold of one, it's gone. Like it doesn't matter where he is. It's out of there. He's also the one bat that will probably strike out today twice, maybe. <laughs> uh, I, but I do like him at 4900. He's he's the, he for sure got the power uh, to to send it out of the park. So I think if, if the ultimate one off is him, and then a sprinkle of uh, you know a Rose Arena who's 5700. You know uh, fr- uh, Franco uh, Low Yandy Diaz has actually been hitting okay, but like I, I kind of just be one in the race. I don't think I would have stacked them today.
1: Yeah, they're, they're expensive. Um, and you mentioned Stroman's ground balls. It, 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 he's got pretty solid control. It's been down a little bit this season. Um, his walk rate has been a, a little more elevated than in the past, but he certainly has the ability um, to go out there and not walk a guy over seven innings. So he's he's tough to yeah. stack against. Gets those double plays that get him out of jams.
2: Oh, man. Oh, all the time, too. Like, all the <laughs> yeah. time.
1: Yep. Um. I do like hunting for home runs. Love the Brandon Lau call. Josh Lowe has been really good this season. Uh, good for him. H- has been hitting up at the top of the order. Another cheap guy, Luke Raley, uh, another lefty as well. Uh, he's got 10 home runs on the season. Love him for yeah. a cheap home run, but yeah, agree with you. Don't lo- don't love the stack. Probably just looking for a home run um, and probably from the left side. Most, most likely Brandon Lau. Yeah. Awesome call there. All right. Cubs bats on the other side. Um, We mentioned how good uh, Bradley has been this season and the Cubs have been struggling here recently. What do you got for me on the Cubs?
2: I don't know if I want to play the Cubs. Like if you, if you told me Trey Mancini was 2,500, I'd be getting excited until I looked at what's been happening with (laughs) this team. I just, I I don't, I don't think I can play the Cubs today. Once again, I'm I'm running a pretty compressed pool anyway. I've already gotten rid of, uh, the Detroit Tigers, I think the Cubs are the next team that I'm just completely Xing out of my list.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, like, there's too much strikeout in this lineup. Um, if the wind is blowing in, which the total kind of seven and a half is, even though there's two really good pitchers, like seven and a half is a pretty low total here. Wisdom has been way down in the order. Morrell is now super expensive. He's been hitting down in the order. Um, Nico Horner's priced up like the the Cubs are just they're overpriced, especially yeah. for this match. Why? Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. Especially with their struggles, like when they were hot, it made sense. But now that they, is the wind, the wind going to be blowing
2: out though? Like th- that's what not, that's what these prices make me feel. Like. I don't think it is, but that's what this, this a feels seven like. Seven and a
1: half total. No.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. This is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. All right. Overpriced Cubs. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one here. Minnesota Twins. Traveling to yeah. the Houston Astros. Oh yeah, um, Houston is a minus one twenty five favorite here, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, obviously, they're at home, but Sunny Gray on the hill for for Minnesota. Uh, JP France for the Houston Astros. Um, let's go ahead and start here. You said you had a ton of interest in, in Sunny Gray. Tell me what you got about uh, about Sunny.
2: Listen, man, Houston's been striking out so much. I, I don't think people realize Sunny Gray's actually been really good this season. Overall, the walk rate's a bit high. I, I think his walk rate's around 10% or like nine and a half. So I, let's just call it 10. But his K rate's around 30.
1: Nine,
2: 9.3. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And 29 2 on the strikeout rate. So
2: yeah. And his X FIPS three, three and a half, three, three, four, three, five, something like that. Yep. Point out the point, the larger point is outside of the walks, gray Grace been really good this season and you know this is the sunny gray we we were playing when he was in Oakland he was all over the place most of his starts are are pretty 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 consistent uh this season I see TC in there saying Houston getting a swagger back with Altuve I want people to take this approach trust me Houston still strike it out uh and they're still striking out a ton uh is Altuve going to help them long term like for sure like absolutely but Altuve still has to kind of get in a groove. He's just been out sick for I don't know three, four games, and and Sonny Gray, I just Sonny Gray should have a, a great day uh, on the mound today. And that that also doesn't mean he comes out of this game unscathed. He could very well give up two two runs, two or three runs. I think Sonny Gray has eight to nine strikeout potential today. I, I really do, and for that reason, I, I may in the, in the end I may end up with more Sonny Gray than Ivaldi for that reason. Like. In the end of it all, if Babbage on his side, he doesn't get rocked and doesn't doesn't you know walk the wrong guy and, and give up a two run shot or something. Sonny Gray could be sitting at thirty fantasy points on this slate. I, I really like what I'm seeing, and uh, I, I plan to have a ton of Sonny Gray there.
1: I love this take, Will. Um, you, you mentioned it. Evaldi, just five hundred more, has an awesome matchup against Detroit. We just got done breaking down Taj Bradley and how good of a strikeout spot it is for him against the Cubs, uh, potentially with a little wind blowing in at Wrigley. I don't think anybody's playing Sonny Gray against Houston today, Sandwich in between probably the two, on paper, the two best pitchers on yeah, the slate. So for sure. Great great spot to get a loan, even though it's only a six-game slate. I think you're getting a, a much lower than the other two guys we just t- talked about. Uh, Sonny Gray at 10K against Houston. Love the call. He's been striking out a ton of people this this season. This is not the same low strikeout Houston offense. Like once you get past, once you get down to a in the order. Like they've been hitting him like six. I think they're like yeah. it's just red on the strikeouts. They're all over twenty percent. Like Jolks and McCormick or Myers if he's yeah. in there. Uh, and, and, and here's the
2: thing: the only guy that has limited plate appearances this season is Altuve. Everybody else has been there. Like this isn't. That's it. is at 27% right now. I think Altuve ends the season somewhere between 19 and 21. Like to to be quite honest with you, but Pena, 28%. Abreu, 23. Jokes, 29. Myers, 26. McCormick, 28. Like yet, you know, Diaz is at 17. And of course, Bregman's always been a low K rate guy. And Alvarez is at 19 because he has platoon advantage. But other than that, like this team... My God, they're striking out like crazy. And he's probably going to get out too at least once. So I, I like great today. Hopefully I've, I've staked my, stated my case and it makes sense. And uh, I'm, I'm going to have plenty of sunny Gray.
1: Absolutely. Love it. All right, let's jump on over to the other side. Uh, Minnesota, a team that has been striking out a ton as Ooh. well. We've got JP France at 7K. Is this finally a cheap pitcher that we can play on this late year?
2: I, I want to. So, so here's the funny part about France. He's had three what I call fairly good starts, and one where he got touched up by the Cubs. And what I will say is that seven K, folks. If we if we're talking about Houston striking out, you don't even want to know what Minnesota's doing. Pretty much their whole lineup's twenty five percent or above. Yeah. That's actually not an exaggeration. Like these are the facts. I. If he can have a start anywhere close to what he did in Milwaukee, like I would take six innings, five strikeouts, and not give up any runs at 7K. Like that'd be fantastic. So I'm I, i I'm in for JP. He's probably the my top cheat play outside of me sprinkling in a little bit of mayor because he's 5,400. Like this is the cheat play on the slate, which is another reason why I just see no reason to play Matthew Boyd when yep. JP Francis has got the matchup. Um, Boyd has a higher king rate, but France has the, a, a much better matchup here. The only problem is, and this is kind of the the weird thing with mi- Minnesota, strikeouts are up, but this team hits for a lot of power. He puts it in the wrong spot, it's gone. And, and that's So you're hoping Joey Gallo and Buxton and Polanco, you're just hoping he can avoid the home run because if, it, if it, there's any bad location tomorrow, doesn't matter how high these K rates are, the ball's going out in Tropicana. So I that that's my only concern with Minnesota. Other than that, I'm in on JP for sure.
1: Yeah, I think you broke that down perfectly. I don't have much to add other than to just add a few stats behind it. Minnesota's second highest K rate against righties in all of baseball, 25.7% as a team. Like you mentioned, yeah. just everybody at 25% or above um, – France is not a huge strikeout guy. He, he's been around twenty percent so far on the season. I think there's room up on that a little bit, um, but this, it's the matchup. It's a definitely a boom bust spot here. Tough Minnesota offense. They've been above average this season, but those strikeouts and the, the price tag on France at seven K, I think it's it's worth targeting on this short slate. Absolutely. Yeah. I
2: will say this: this in, in this spot, and I know we haven't like got to the bats already. I'm going to play France and I think I'm also going to stack Minnesota this Yeah, part. Like that, that's how I'm going to approach it. I don't do that on all, all slates, as you know, cause I'm clearly not playing some of these pitchers, but I think on this particular slate, I'd be in on stacking Minnesota and playing France hands down.
1: Yep. I agree. I think I could see this going either way. Um, yep. Let's go ahead and jump into those Minnesota bats. Uh, you talked about all the power that they have. Uh, who, who are you liking here for, for Minnesota?
2: Man, everybody, um, probably except the bottom. Like, listen, man, Gallo, 371 ISO, Julian, 350, Buxton, 261, Castro, uh, 236, Walner, 267. Now, he's got very limited plate appearances. But, like, this team is hitting for a lot of power, a ton of power. And uh, so those are the guys I would be playing. I'm not going to play them against France, uh, but I am going to stack them outside of my some of my France lineups.
1: Yeah, th- love that call. Um, France is a solid pitcher, but I don't think he's not anyone to be terrified of. These, these Minnesota bats, there's some cheap ones in there. Uh, Kirilov at 3600 is is jumping out at me. Um, Walner is a guy who who got the call here recently. Um, decent yeah. prospect for them. He's 2300. Julien is a solid prospect. He's 2900. So you can add those cheap guys into to your Buxton, your Gallo. Um, And and the Minnesota stack is honestly pretty affordable. So I'm in as well, even though I'm playing some France, I I will also have some Minnesota stacks um, on this slate. Could see that one going either way. All right. Uh, You're playing a ton of sunny gray. You've got Houston on the other side. Obviously they're, they're a solid offense too, but we just talked about how good gray has been this season. What do you got on Houston?
2: Yeah, I think on Houston, man. I, I will. I think I will have to one off some Alvarez, and I and if Tucker's in the lineup, maybe Tucker. But that's it. Like I, I don't think I'm playing anyone else from Houston. I think outside of that, I'm, I'm good.
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. Like they're expensive. They have a really tough matchup against Sonny Gray here. Yes, he can get a little wild with the walks, but that strikeout rate has has really allowed him to have some success this season. We talked about all the strikeouts at the bottom of the Houston order. If you wanted to do an Alvarez Tucker Altuve. Even Bregman, like the only problem is they're all over five k, so it's really expensive. Right. We know we want to pay up for pitching on this slate. Um, like I think you're going to have an Eovaldi or a Bradley. Obviously, you're not playing Gray against a Houston stack, but um, Eovaldi or Bradley, I think is what you would want to do, and that's tough to do with the guys you want to play are all five k and above. So I don't think yeah. don't think I'll be getting to much Houston today. Yep, me either. All right, last game on this little six-game Memorial Day slate here. We have the Colorado Rockies traveling to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Nine and a half total in this game, highest on the slate. Arizona big, minus 190 favorite here. Um, We have Carl Kaufman going for Colorado. We have Ryan Nelson for Arizona. Let's go ahead and start it off with Mr. Kaufman here. Um, Hasn't been able to strike anybody out this season. What do you got on Carl Kaufman? I'm not zero, nothing. I'm not playing <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a rough go. He's 14% strikeout rate. That's what he was in triple a too. So it's not like he just hasn't yeah. quite figured it out and there's more strikeouts coming. He is 4,800 and he's a person that will be throwing baseballs uh, that could potentially score you DFS points. That's about the best <laughs> case you can make for him. Um, 4,800, like just find the, the couple hundred to get up to mayors who has real strikeout upside. Um, Arizona has been a really actually above average offense somewhat surprisingly this season. Um Kaufman doesn't do it for me either. How about Ryan Nelson, big favorite, um 6700 weak Colorado offense, any interest in Nelson? Nope. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of with you. Um like just a below average K rate guy. I'm not scared of the Colorado offense, but Nelson has a 16% K rate. Very concerned about the upside. Um definitely think JP France like even with a tougher matchup, we talked about the upside in the Minnesota um, with the Minnesota strikeout rate. So I think you just find a way to get up to JP France for a couple hundred more. Yeah. Um, how about bats? Any interest here I, in stacking up some Colorado?
2: Yeah. I actually like both sides of this game. And look, I know Colorado's not, it's not been sensational, but all in all, I mean, I think it's a good spot for them. Nelson isn't anything I'm worried about. Um, and, and you know, with it being an earlier game tomorrow, um, you know, it's 410 Eastern time. So I think it's going to be 210 in, in Arizona. I think, I think, or, or maybe
1: 110. One, 110. We're, we're on yeah. Pacific time this time of year.
2: Yep. Okay. So one ten in Arizona. Look, man, I, I, I assume the roof may be open for this one. I, I like both sides of this game. Like I, I don't necessarily have like a specific bat, maybe outside of Carol or Marte that I'm like, yeah, I, I'm probably absolutely going to play them. But all in all, I think you can stack both sides of this game. I'm I'm not afraid of either pitcher in this game whatsoever.
1: Man, you just you brought up something there. It's gonna be it's ninety-six degrees right now in mm. Arizona as I'm sitting here. It's gonna be a hundred okay. tomorrow. Oh well maybe probably not. not. But that nine yeah. and a half total, it could be. Um I'll see if I can can find that here um once we start breaking down bats a little bit, but on the Arizona side, but yeah, Colorado, I have some interest. Um, obviously the, they're moving from Colorado into Arizona, but still a good hitters park in Arizona. Just not, not a strong offense, but in a low strikeout matchup, I, I certainly think you can stack up some Colorado bats. Um, don't like the has price. Been hitting
2: really well, like he really has.
1: well recently. Yep. Good for him. Very nice price too, 4,500. Don't hate that. Um, he, Nolan, Nolan Jones. Is,
2: that, is it black. How many, what, how many games is it now? On on yeah. his hitting streak, like he's he's got he's getting real close to like this being noticed in terms of like how many games he's had a hit. Uh, he's had a hit every day since looks like May eighth. Like it's wow. ridiculous.
1: Yeah, good good for him. Like you said, he's been on a tear. Oh, I see May seventeenth. It looks like he went hitless, so it did it did uh, get broken. But yeah, he, that's it what looks it is. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. But really, but solid yes. year, good bounce back season for for Blackman. You get a. A strike, a, a righty that doesn't strike anybody out. I, I definitely like Blackman here. Um, Nolan Jones at 3,200, a pretty big power prospect who just got called up recently. Like him a lot. Yeah. Full stack is in play. Um, Arizona might be one of my favorite stacks on, on the entire slate. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, Kaufman yeah. is
1: just, he's not very good. He hasn't showed any skills in the minors. Um, Arizona's been a solid offense overall this season. Cor- Corbin Carroll looks like a, a great young hitter. Uh Perdomo at 3,700 fills a shortstop position. He's been really solid. Obviously, you've got the power of guys like Walker and and Gurriel and Marte, Rojas. Like, I I like this spot for Arizona. How about you? Are are you interested?
2: Oh, yeah. Big, big Arizona fan for this slate because this is the one team where outside of Carroll and, you know, maybe Marte and even he's under 5K, I feel like I can get two Reasonably priced pitchers and still stack this team. Um, and so I, I, this is one of my favorite spots of the day. Like Kaufman's been, been bad, and I, I think Arizona can stick it to him pretty good today. So I, I like this team a ton.
1: Yep, I love that point about the pricing. Like outside of Carroll at over at 5100, they're all. Forty five hundred basic Marte's forty seven hundred but Walker's forty four hundred and everybody else is cheaper than that so great call yeah. pretty easy to fit them in alongside a couple of stud pitchers yep all right and, and they got mr. no
2: strikeout out. Fletcher there it's just yeah that, anyway, I like this team
1: yep I'm, I'm right there with you um. Somehow we managed to make it almost an hour on a, on a six-game slate. Yeah? How?
2: How did we do that? Listen, people need to be hitting the tip jar on this one. I I legit thought we were going to be out in like thirty minutes, but it was a lot of. I think because we knew it was a short slate, we could we were pile a on the info
1: with our analysis. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We could pile on the information.
1: All right. Uh, you want to play the morning grind game real quick before we get on out of here? Yes, sir. All right. Let's do it. Um, give me a picture under eight K uh, to rack up six Ks.
2: Uh, we're probably going to be on the same guy because you're hosting. I get the, the layup, which is JP France. <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, you nailed know that that's, that's the guy I had written down first, but I had a feeling you were going to be on him as well. <laughs> it's pretty ugly outside of that. Um, I'll go with Matthew Boyd, 21% on the season. Texas is a tough matchup though. I, I don't officially love it, but it's, it's slim pickings down there outside of France.
2: My, today. My, my guess is he comes in at four and a half on the books. That's my guess.
1: Yep. I think you're you're spot on on that one. All right, pitcher over 8K to score under 15 points. Who is your bus today?
2: I'm going with Logan Allen. I just, God, I think it's a tough spot for him in Baltimore.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, low, low strikeouts there for Baltimore as well. If he gives up a home run or two, like it's going to be tough for him to get to to 15. Um, I like pretty much everybody else above 8K here on this slate. Um, I think the matchup for Tyler Wells is where, where I'm going to go. Like 9k just feels a little bit too much for this matchup. I think he can go pretty clean here, but I'm, I'm worried about strikeouts for him against this Cleveland offense. Cleveland's been a a rough offense. So I think he probably lands in that like 13 to 18 range of of fantasy points. Um, but because I don't, don't see the upside there today, I'll go with Wells as, as my bust, um, over 4k to hit a home run.
2: I'm going to stay in that Arizona game. Give me Corbin Carroll, 5,100. Oh,
1: took my guy again. That is that is literally who I had written down. Man. Love that call. Great spot for Arizona. Uh, Carroll's been awesome as well. Um, all right, let me pivot here. Give me uh, Marcus Simeon against Matthew Boyd. Had a home run, run problem his whole season. Uh, Simeon's been awesome, like low-key awesome this season. Yeah. Good to see him, him back in there. Um, He's expensive today, but love the spot for him against Matthew Boyd. Um, all right, a hitter under four K to record two hits.
2: We've actually got a fair amount of options today. Um, I think I'm going to Kansas City, and I, I hope he's a little bit closer to the to the top today. Give me Melendez at 3,400.
1: Like that call a lot. Um, I'm going to stick in the same game. I'm going to go to the other side, though. Give me Brendan Donovan. Um, yeah. Should hit in the middle of the order. I think he's been down around the sixth hole recently. Um, yeah, he was fifth my, today managed. or fifth in the previous
2: yep. slate. Yep. Yep.
1: All right. Um, who you got for a stack to score six or more runs? All
2: right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go with with Arizona. <laughs> give Give me Texas, man. I just. Gosh, the, the k are so low. They've been playing so well. I, I really like this team today.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Texas. We we both agree Arizona is the top stack on the slate. They're gonna be chalky. The pricing is, is easy. Um, so I'm gonna pivot away from Arizona as well. But just noted we both love Arizona. Uh give me St. Louis. My Mayors yeah. was good against Detroit, <laughs> but I don't know. He was not good in AAA. He wasn't great last year for the Angels, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Um so St. Louis can certainly put up some runs. They're they're a very talented offense.
0: All I right, that too. will
1: do yeah. it. Um Stevie will be back tomorrow, I believe. Um although I might have to check with him um because the the race did get rained out, so he's spending an extra day in Charlotte, which you're down near Charlotte, aren't you? Charleston, Yeah. I think you are, right?
2: Yeah, I'm in Charleston, but I used to live in Charlotte, so
1: that's why right. I knew you had some some connection there to Charlotte,
2: so.
1: Yep. 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 Um so not sure if Stevie will be back. I believe I am on the podcast again uh, tomorrow, so I'll be here one way or another whether I have to find somebody to do it with me or whether Stevie is back, but I expecting Stevie back right now unless we hear otherwise. But will you got anything else for the people?
2: No man, I mean real this might be the most fun Six game pod I I, I may ever do. I, this this is I a nice little slate. Six game pod, yep. yeah, for sure.
1: Yep, absolutely, good stuff. And so, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, like I said, hopefully Stevie back tomorrow for you guys. Um, I will be here one way or the the other. But appreciate everybody tuning in. Have a fantastic, safe, and happy Memorial
2: Day. See you later, everybody.